איש יהודי היה בשושנה בילה, איש יהודי היה בשושנה בילה, איש יהודי היה בשושנה בילה, ושמו בבוא מרדכי. איש יהודי היה בשושנה בילה, איש יהודי היה בשושנה בילה, איש יהודי היה בשושנה בילה, ושמור בו מרדכי. בן יאיר, בן
that's a very special wow. guest in the house. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. All right, two, two important... We learned together in Yeshiva. We learned together in Amifta. Okay. A few, uh, just two things before I forget. Um, everyone is expected to, to uh, try and do your best to make it tonight to, to the Tish, at Binyamin and Abini and Nechamas, and to share and to bring some Torah if you can. Very important. What time is that start? Does anyone know? 9 30. That's been very, that's like we didn't do it last year because of what was last year? What was that thing going around in the world? The flu. The flu. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's um, that's tonight at nine thirty. I want people. I want I want you to say some tires there tonight. I don't want to just be me the whole night. I want everyone to. That's that. Shkreich, and um, also tomorrow. Tomorrow from. Uh, from what time? Oh, is it? Tomorrow from 4.30, like every year, our house is open to everyone, and we, la- we go for a while. So everyone from about 4.15, 4.30, uh, just come by, grab your chair, grab your cup, and just... Enjoy the ride. And just, yeah, yeah. Just put on a seatbelt to go. Whatever you need to do in order to be there. We'll have a special show of months later in the day as well. No pressure. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but well, it's a big this is, yantiv, this is like this is a yantiv this is a real real yantiv this is the real deal this is as, as real as it gets so I don't want to wait till it's the middle of the su'uda to tell everyone in this room that I love you so I'm <laughs> saying it now I'll say it again but I'm saying it now Pashas love everyone here I love the schus in about, what's the date today? The 16th, right? We only have two more weeks of, of learning in this room because in two weeks, everything's moving to the shore. Everything's moving to the office in the shore. So it's like, this is happening. It's all very it's happening pretty faster than expected in a certain way. So we'll try to get the most out of these walls, Be'ez um, HaShem, as, as, as much as we possibly can. This is a teaching that I've taught. I have had the privilege of teaching this maybe like 10 times over the last 15 years. And to me, it puts Purim into such a deeper perspective than anything that I ever saw before. Um, it's two pages. I didn't get a chance. This is a, this is a teaching of Ibn Shlomo that's cutting through everything. Everything about all the different things we have during the day of Purim. You can pass these around. Or we could just, I don't have to, just hold on to two pages. I don't have to photo. I don't have to stay with it. You know, it's interesting. You know how you say stapler in Hebrew, right? We said this before. A shidduch. A shatchan. Purim, you get stapled with the Yibam Shalom. Remember, the two pages you're getting, it's not two different... It's two different pages. Hold on to each set of pages you get. And you can pass it around if you want. Now, there's one klal. I just want to say this is an important thing. And there's one klal that's important with this text from Rav Shlomo. Give me, give me your, give me your hearts and your attention. The cloud with this is that even though we're English speakers, it's more confusing if you try to read ahead, because he's a different language. This is something else. It's not what you. Everyone got? No. 
It's not something that we're used to necessarily. And this is also not about accumulating information. That's, that's the tree of knowledge. That's how we got messed up here in the first place. <laughs> so we're trying to make this Torah to keep it what it's at, and that's the tree of life. I need one more? You need more? No. It doesn't work? Okay. Oh, uh, all from Hashem. The Torah of always. And I want to dedicate this year for the Shmira of your mother-in-law. What's her name? Tanya Batreza. Tanya? Tanya? Batreza. Batreza. She's still in Nezhen. Yep. She's still in the Ukraine. Shem should protect her, Bezrat Hashem. Yitbarach. And we should see Yeshua's when he flows. Yeshua's when he flows, Bezrat Hashem. Okay, the Torah of always. <laughs> what does it mean when we say Shemir Habris Ve'achesed? The, the, the guarding of the, of the covenant and, and of chesed in the world. A covenant is, a very, is such a delicate thing. If you don't guard it, you lose it. Chas v'shalom. But how do you guard it? So we always, outside the text, we're always, especially learning Reb Nachman all the time, obviously when we say bris, we're speaking about the, the, the bris of the guf, right, the body. It's constantly, non-stop. So strong in the Rebbe's words. But when we speak about covenant outside of that, what else do you think that means? Do you have a covenant? Ever ask somebody, do you ever ask yourself, do I feel like I have a covenant with Hashem? A bris. Not chiyuv, not chiyuv. Do you have a covenant with Hashem? Do you have a, what, what, is the, what does it mean when you have a bris with someone? Like in, Much more. Much, much more. I mean, it's true. <laughs> a deep connection. But what does it mean when you have a bris with someone? Brit achim. Brit damim. Yeah, yeah, further, go weiter. You have commitment to each other. That's really the word we're looking for. If I have a bris with someone, yeah, I'm attached, I'm connected, I'm deep and everything, I'm committed to it. I'm in this. In my last I'm committed. I'm signed up, I'm sealed, I'm signed in. Now, if you realize something, the one, the, one of the themes throughout Megillus Esther is Venachtom betabas hamelech. There's a sealing that takes place with, from the, with the ring of the king, meaning with the pen of the king. The theme is to reestablish commitment between Jews and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The beginning of the, of, the, of the Megillus Esther begins with what's called Hafarat HaBrit. That means, how do you say, Hafir Brit? Uh, Breaking the covenant? Yeah, there's like a... If I, violating. Uh, violating the covenant. Whereas we sat by the Sa'ud of Achashverosh, probably eating treif, playing around with Kalim from Beis HaMikdash that that Yimach Shemom and Nuvo brought to the table. That's a, I would say that's a violation of a covenant that you didn't have with Hashem. What do you think? <laughs> so this concept of Shomer Habris, bless you, to be able to see someone that's committed, what you said, Itamar, was such a strong word, it bless you is how he's going to begin talking about this. How does one guard it? By always being conscious of it. But can you imagine when I'm not guarding it? When I'm drunk and I'm just open, I can't guard myself. You never know what's going to come out. I have friends that daven for weeks before Purim. Please, Rebona Shleim, I am going to drink, but please, 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 don't let those things I have, don't make, them, don't make me have to do the post-Purim phone calls. You know what the post-Purim phone calls are, right? I'm still doing that. <laughs> when you first got married. Yeah, oh, yeah, I felt so bad. There was a woman uh, a few years ago. Uh, 
mamish at our table was, was so besimcha and the tires and and then went to the, the, the kids' playroom and we thought she just went to sleep. Mm. Not really. Her husband had to come a few hours after Purim and take the rug out with her and bring it back after dry cleaning. Maybe in Yavin. It's like we're davening, please, whatever, whatever comes out to be what I want to come out to. Right? It's a big Indian. Well, the words that I say, I want the words that I say to be the words that I, that my primus alev want to say. Because he's saying he's talking here about not guarding it. But can you imagine if I'd be as so much a son or a daughter of a covenant that I don't need guarding it anymore? That's a very deep line. That, that it's so me, I'm so much a ben melech, bat melech, that I don't have to remind myself every single second I'm committed because it's like, it's the most uh, natural thing in the world for me. If I'd be so much a son or a daughter of a covenant, I don't need guarding anymore. That's the deepest depths there is. And on Purim, suddenly we realize that I'm so much in the covenant with God that I don't even have to guard it. I can be drunk like a dog. I can be lying under the table eating herring, but I'm so much with the covenant. <laughs> Herring is a theme throughout a lot of his tarelach for some reason. Herring and... Under the table. Huh? Under, under the table. Yeah, under the table eating herring, yeah? I actually called a friend... I, I, I texted a friend last night in L.A. And I said, I'm not going to wait until I'm under the table at 7 p.m. tomorrow night to tell you that I'm madly in love with you. I love you, my brother. And um, it freaked him out. <laughs> Put it like that. It freaked him out. It was... Um, interesting. I don't know. If, LA, you said? Huh? LA. I know. I know. That's what I thought. <laughs> the Gemara says that on Mount Sinai we received the Torah, but it was not complete. On Purim it was complete. That's the famous Gemara. Hadar Kibua Bimeach As much as we received the Torah on Mount Sinai, there was a lot of love in it, but also a lot of fear. Because we were also afraid that maybe we won't end up doing it. We won't end up keeping it. So there was a fear. That means that on Mount Sinai, we still thought that, God forbid, I have to guard it all the time. If someone stops guarding it, even if he's full of love, he's still shivering. Listen, don't get too close to me. I want to explain, okay? That's Reb Shlomo language. That's, I realize that because we haven't been learning so much of him, unfortunately, in the last, and it's my fault. I hope I do a tikkun on him. That's why it's hard to understand what he just said right now. His language is, if someone stops guarding it, even if a person is so full of love of Hashem, but they're always in a pachad of an outside influence in the world, then what are they basically telling you? Atkan, like you can't get that close because you may have a bad influence on me. So stay away from me, world. Stay away from me. I may lose the guarding in one second. Your bad word or bad hanhaga or... Your daughter's not not Sanua Lavush may have a hashpa on me and the way I think and the way I so stay away from me. There's a whole world like this. It's not just on Purim that they're scared of this. It's a whole lifestyle like this, right? And there's there's something there. There's, that's 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 Har Sinai. There was pachad. There was pachad that if I don't keep this, if I don't guard this every second, I'm not going to end up keeping this Torah. What's so beautiful? What do we say about, about Purim? Laihudim Haisa? Ora. What does Chazal say about Ora? Ora zu Torah. The Torah became light at Purim. It's the famous Vasemus, right? Remember, we learned this many times. Laihudim Haisa, Ora v'simcha. Why does Chazal say that the Jews had light? Light is Torah. They already got the Torah at Harsinai. 
Why they have lights for services? Because up until Purim, the Torah wasn't Ora. It was Kaved. It was heavy. But the Torah wasn't light. L-I-G-H-T. It wasn't something that was filling with light. I heard this Torah from my Rebbe, Rav Weinberger. I'll tell you exactly when. 11 years ago, because two weeks later, my Ora was born. And we named her Ora. Ora Menucha. Her birthday is in, is in 10 days. It's from this Torah, from this Torah, this Fasem, is where the Torah becomes light and it stops being heavy. That's why in Purim everyone feels they have a chance to be really part of the Tish, because everyone feels the light of being part of mitzvahs. Okay, so back inside. Listen, don't get too close to me. So as much as it was sweet, it was not so sweet. It's talking about Har Sinai. Can you imagine on Purim when I realize that I don't even have to guard it and I'm completely sugar? The non-sugar people don't give gifts to each other because I can be the holiest yidla, but I'm shivering all the time. I still don't trust another yidla. He's talking about kashras. Who knows what he can do to me that I might lose my covenant because I'm always afraid. I'm an erlich I'm a frum and I'm afraid to be close to you. Who knows what you're thinking about? Maybe you're not as frum as I am. Maybe you're not as holy as I am. But on Purim, I realize that I don't have to guard it. It it, the covenant, it, is so strong. The commitment that I'm in this forever. Such a good word, you said, Italy. The it is so strong. I am so chazak that on Purim I'm not worried about what your hashpa on me is going to be <coughs> because I know that nothing can move me from being a heiligayid. Nothing. There's nothing in the world. Haman is all the evil of the world. Haman wanted to physically wipe me out but also spiritually as well. And on Purim, I realized that suddenly that evil can't even touch me. During the week, or during the year, I felt that Haman could get to me and wipe out my Yiddishkeit. And Mordechai HaTzadik helps me to keep my Yiddishkeit together. But then on Purim, I walk up to Haman and say, Hey, Brother Haman. Now, what, is he ref- what do you think he's referring to? This last paragraph. But what does it mean, Ad Loyadas? Continue the statement. I really don't know the difference. I really see that everything is from. I really don't know the difference between. No, but the, what's the lashon of Chazal? Does anyone know? Baruch Mordechai ve'arur Haman. Meaning, I don't even get to the place of the difference between blessed is Mordechai, ah, the Rebbe the Tzaddik, and Arur Haman, the bad, the bad of, uh, influence, because Haman. Haman has nothing on me. You see, if I'm really plugged in, who could touch my connection to what matters the most? It's Nobody. not really a curse? On Purim, it doesn't even exist. It's only Echad. Mordechai, it's, it's, it's one. There's no... All year long it is. Shomer habris v'achesed. A veil is removed on Purim, where it's like one day God says, you know, all year long it's peekaboo, peekaboo, and then one day of the year, kivyachom, it's like the veil is removed and Hashem is saying, you know, you're all putting on masechas, but this is the day that I take off my masechah, my mask. This is, this is me, this is me. It's, there's no difference. You got, did you get a little scared right now? From that kind of situation? It's It's, 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 it's really like that all year long. Okay, just it, is in the em- it is in the emes of the emes, absolutely. Yeah. And of course it is. Enod milvado, 100%. Hashem hu elokim. God is, God is the Lord of the world. Din rachmim, it's one. That's what we're learning on Monday. There's no difference between the two. 
But on Purim, I can have enough guts to go to someone that I hate and say to them, I love you. How could that be? How could that be? Because I really do. <laughs> and that person that I think hates me doesn't. That's why you have these post-Purim Purim phone calls sometimes, right? Because really on Purim, I, I don't need to schmear, I don't need to guard myself every second over something that doesn't really have any holding over me. It doesn't. All that energy, all, that, all those friendships, all those people you wonder why they don't invite you to their Shabbos table or why they turn down your Shabbos invitations, it doesn't matter on Purim. No one knows what I'm talking about over here? <laughs> of course you do. Half of you talk to me about this stuff. All these, why, how come that's not happening? How come this is happening? It doesn't, on Purim, all the shmira over, <coughs> I gotta guard, guard myself, watch out, they're gonna, they're gonna, zeglo kayam, it doesn't exist. <clears throat> You know, it's so funny. There's a few people that come to us. You'll probably see them tomorrow, too, without mentioning names. They would never, ever in a million years just knock on the door on a random Shabbos afternoon during the year and say, hey, shall I just want to say hi. Purim, it's as if they, they have a bedroom in the house. It's unbelievable. Now, to be like that all year long, there are a few people in the world that have been like that. And one of them is the person you're learning Torah from right now. And there's been a big chilu of his name for many years now. And slowly, slowly, the sheker of all the, the whole, the whole generation is fading before our eyes. There were a few people that were gutsy enough to love, and there's no Haman. And that freaks people out. <laughs> can't be real. It can't be real, so I have to make up stuff, because it can't be real can't be real, you really love people like that. He once said about Shlomo HaMelech, he said, in the time of Shlomo HaMelech, what do we know about Shlomo HaMelech, about his marital status? Come on. He was busy. <laughs> How many? Elef. Thousand wives. So we learned that, and we're like, okay, he had his cheshbonos. Do you know what people thought in the time of Shlomo HaMelech? That he was a playboy. What was his Indian? He loved the world so much. This was his way of expressing it. He, he, lo- he loved enough to, to be in this like, Purim state of mind, not drunk state of mind, but in this, in this beautiful, like, I really love you enough that I can come and knock on your door Shabbos afternoon, just like I come and profess my love to you at the Purim table too, at the Purim Suda. It takes a lot of guts to be a person like that. Okay, bottom paragraph. Imagine Friday before Shabbos, is going to be jumping from like mitzvah to mitzvah. Imagine Friday before Shabbos, I'll come home to my wife and I'll tell her that I bought her a house in Bermuda. It's very beautiful, but is this a gift before Shabbos? Masika, sure. It doesn't go. Before Shabbos, you bring her maybe some flowers, some apples, some grapes, and even if she already bought grapes for Shabbos, who cares? Right, that he's trying to point out, like what really matters in that moment before, like that simple when you love someone, it's not really about. It's just a matter did you did you put a little bit of heart or thinking about me? I'm poor. I'm giving somebody an apple or an orange. So if someone says, "Listen, I just bought apples and oranges," it's not the point. Meaning, what's you know how your yotzei the mitzvah of shalach manis? Let's let's think of the most pashut way of being yotzei the mitzvah of shalach manis. Throw it, put it in the bag. What are you giving me? A bottle of water and an apple. What's that? A bottle of water and, some, and an apple. An apple... Apple slice. Apple slice. Okay, you got okay. it. Okay. So one year... 
<laughs> we were learning this, and Reb Shlomo mentioned even an orange peel. Because some say, oh, you right, peel. you can eat the peel, it's even more nutritious. The white, the white, right the white whatever. I, I want you to know something. I was living in Achlaut then. All our chavr, they were mamish. Everyone was just giving each other orange peels and little pieces. Of, it, was, it was the deepest shell. But you know what? How much, do you know how much love was in that orange peel? Oh my God, was it beautiful. I've told you so many times. I come from Beverly Hills, the son of the, of the cantor. Do you know what our table looked like on Purim? The Shalach Manases that would arrive? They started in the living room, ended in the dining room? It's not that. It's, 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 I don't, because if I need that to tell you I love you, I don't love you. I don't love you. So, Chavra, I don't know if your wife already prepared the bags are all set up in the front of the house, but I would love, if anyone wants to bring something over, you know what to bring. Okay? <laughs> My kids may be disappointed, but... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that the miracle of Purim was a completely different miracle. Miracles which happen like Kriya Siamsuf, are completely out of nature, and they wipe you out. That means you can't really be in this world after it, right? On Purim, everything was in the frame of nature. But you know what the holiness of nature is? That it is always. Nature is always there. Kriya Siamsuf is not always there. That happened one time, and one time only. Some say, may say there was a re- reenaction of it, uh, of it in the time of Yeshua, but never happened the way it happened then, right? But the holiday of Purim was... Realize the emotions. That's what he's getting to. Exactly. Exactly. Always. The holiness of way out miracles is that it blows your mind, and it's very holy. But the godliness of nature, the most godlike manifestation of of nature, is that it, it is always. If you're not so holy, then you're most reminded of God by things which happened once in 2,000 years. But if you're mamish close to God, then it's on the level of always. Meaning, if, you're, if you need the big miracles in order to remind you that Hashem loves you, then it's going to be a rough ride. It's going to be a tough ride. And remember Chazal say, uh, what was the lesson of Chazal? In a place where Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't need to do a miracle, he, he'd rather not do a miracle. Why? Because it's too hard? He has to use extra powers? No, because if we're so turned on to God by out of this world, beyond nature miracles, so God's looking at us and saying, oh, my, my simple love for you just isn't, that doesn't do it for you? The always? You need Bermuda? You need Bermuda to feel connected to me? Purim is the anti-Bermuda gift. Purim is an orange peel. Purim is the always. Someone asked, call me this week, sweet guy, he's getting into Yiddishkeit. The question that's really bothering me is they can. You hear the question? Why are you permitted to do work on Purim if it's such a... It's this. It's exactly this. Okay. Now open your hearts. Next paragraph. <coughs> I'm putting on tefillin every day. I'm diving three times a day. What about learning? The utmost of holiness in the world is learning, and learning is yomam v'layla. Learning is absolutely day and night, always, always. The greatest test is not what you can do once a year, like when I'm blowing my mind on Yom Kippur. The 
question is, how are you when it comes to the learning of Torah, which is the always? The Talmud Torah keneget kulam. V'igisa bayomam v'layla. A lot of people on a simple level are good friends to the whole world, but not to their own wives. Why? Because the wife is like always, hopefully. Right? They're not in the holiness of always. It's the utmost holiness there is. I once saw something heartbreaking. Someone, a guest, I was in someone's house somewhere in the world, and these guests came, and they saw, and the father was ecstatic to welcome this prominent whatever. And the kid said to the, mo- the mother, Ima, how come Abba's not this excited when, we're, when it's just us around the Shabbos table? So Purim is just us around the Shabbos table, so to speak. There's a gift I can buy somebody on the level of a house in Bermuda, but you know what that means when I give somebody an apple? It means that on the deepest depths, I want to give you gifts day and night. Because how can I tell somebody that I want to give you gifts all the time? Not by buying them a house in Bermuda, but by giving them an apple. That means that on Purim, we're so close. And suddenly we realize that we are always friends. We are always with the Ribbona Shleilam, and we are all always learning. I'll tell you something even deeper. When a stranger comes to my house, a very holy stranger, I get dressed up Shabbos dick. But imagine my best brother comes and I'm standing in the kitchen making, again, making herring and cutting onions. I don't have to stop when my brother walks in. I still continue to cut the onions and I say, hey, come in, right? Why do I do that? Who, who do I say that to? Like, who do I continue to be the absolute myself? Who could I do that to? Someone I'm close to, someone I don't have to guard the relationship with because I know it's there. If I'm, all, you, I'm gonna get to the point of this teaching. There are friendships in our lives, and it's sad that I keep on having to do stuff and say stuff to someone to make sure that I'm still relevant. Then, then, then there are people that it's just not like that, and with them, with them, it's that's a Purim friend. That's a betocha teva. That's a within the nature friend. You don't have to tell him a word to, 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 for him to feel like, oh, I'm standing with someone holy. Hey, what's happening? Chop, chop, chop. That's Purim. That's the Shalach Manas of Purim. You see, on Shabbos and on Yom Kippur, I'm very close to God, but not that close. Now, that, that would sound blasphemous, right? But you understand now what he's saying. You have to stop what you're doing. Rest a little on Shabbos. Like Isra Melacha. I have to get out of my business. On Purim, I'm so close to the Rebbeinah I'm doing my thing. I'm driving in a car. I'm giving someone apples. It's the utmost of the covenant. It is always, and it is so deep. Always. You know what I mean to say? If you're on the level of always with the Rebbeinah of always, then you don't have to guard it anymore. What is it? Again, what does he mean by it? Chas v'sham, no one should think here that he's saying, you don't have to keep tired mitzvahs anymore because you're already so plugged in. <clears throat> what is he saying with the you word it? You can't be plugged in if you're not doing following Correct. Mitzvah. So what does he mean by when he says the word, you don't have to guard it anymore? You're not so concerned of losing this covenant because you know that it's something part and parcel of you. Your friend is not someone you're going to just like, oh, I'm not going to take care of my friend. Like, be there for him when he needs me. I'm with, like, I know I can count on him. Your family. family. Fam- even family, I would say. Nachon. Anyone else want to give a temptation to the word it? You know, that's right. 
I think you can tie it to ego. Yeah, how? Because if you don't yeah. have, uh, if if you don't have the, if you're not protect, you're not, it, you're not, it's irrelevant anymore. It's not in front of you. It's gone. The so what? The, sh- the the the, the ego, illusion. The, the, the doubt. The, the what people are thinking. It doesn't matter. It's it's gone. It's finished. And then you're not right. Then you're just you're one. You mean vato to what? Which would then mean that I don't have to what? This is good what you're saying. When I'm a vato at that place, I mean, so what don't I have to do anymore? Guard. Like, Guard, what does that mean? Or fake it, what does that mean? The maizach, I'm trying to get like a... It's like, kids, it, huh? it's like my kids. I don't have to guard the note. They are not my kids. <laughs> it's like what you say. You don't have they, to give up with the Torah. You don't have to say anything. It. It's, it's, it's done. Yeah. You don't have to be so careful of the outside elements that's going to affect your love. Also, that's a very chazak one. You know, there's a Torah that says, it says, Vayera elav Hashem belonim amre. The parasha is Vayera. Right after the covenant. <laughs> End of Lech Lecha is a bris that Avram Avinu does with the Ribbon right? Physically, literally a bris, right? The beginning of Vayera is three days after the bris. What does it say about God and Abraham? Vayera Elav, it doesn't even say Avram's name. It just says to him, Vayera Elav Hashem, Balanei Mamre. God revealed himself to Abraham, And Abraham sitting outside of the tent in the heat of the day. So what does God say? What's the revelation? What does God say to Avram Avinu? Nothing. Reb Shlomo says, because when you're that close, you just want to be in each other's presence. You don't need to impress the other. God went, Abraham went into a covenant with God, and the next Pasuk is God just basically coming and saying, I just want to be around someone that has a covenant with me because no one here till now really had a covenant with me. There's no words. If you look at the Pasuk, literally, literally it should be, right? Do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this. I am the God of your... Fa-. Nothing. He doesn't say anything. Exactly because of this kind of Torah. Exactly because of this. Just to go one step further, when the angels come, hold on a second, God, I've got to take care of these. That, that's how Even close more. they were, that he can say, okay. That he had, very good. He didn't have to guard the covenant. He, he wasn't worried like, oh, what happens if I stop the godly revelation right now and I go to these pagans? He's like, are you kidding me? I'm so one with, with God that these pagans or any pagans can't take me away from, from the oneness and the closeness. Your hashpa from the outside can do nothing to me. Nothing to me. It has nothing on me. Yefemod. By the way, interesting. You know when that happened? And the, the, and the Jewish calendar? <laughs> right, but you know what the Jewish calendar was? It's around Pesach. The Seder night, yeah. Lut, yeah. Okay. Let's do this <laughs> bottom paragraph again. You know what I mean to say? If you're on the level of always with the Rebona Shleilam of always, then you don't have to guard it anymore. It's so real and so deep. Therefore, on Mount Sinai, it was a mind-blowing receiving of the Torah, but we were afraid, what will we look like when we come to the level of always? Like when you get married. On the level of always, how do you know how you're going to feel about it next week? You never know. So after the great wedding on Mount Sinai, it wasn't perfect. We made the golden calf because we haven't learned yet the always. But on Purim, 
we mamish realize that it is always, always, always. That's why in Purim we say, Tshuatam hayita lanetzach. Bless you. Vetikvatam bechol dor vador. Do you know how we learned the always? Because we looked at the world. On Mount Sinai, it was just us and God. On Purim, we got a little glimpse of the world. Bless you. In Shushan, there was never a time when the Jews were so respected in a non-Jewish world. Right? What, this is like mamash, right then and there. What does it say at the end of the Megillah? Verabim me'amei ha'aretz. Who knows Megillah? Mityahadim. Mass coercion. <laughs> Mass conversion. Not, not, not conversion. Basically, people, people, that the, kinafal pachad ha'yehudim alehem. My father told me, you know what it was like to walk around Eretz Yisrael in July of 1967? Mm. Do you know what it was like to walk through Beit Lechem as a Yid in, 19, in July of 1967? So you know what Reb Shlomo did? He wrote, he says, it's very sad. He said, there's a chance now, Nafal Pachad HaYehudim Aleihem, right? There was. Now, none of, none of us... We're either alive or remember that, I think. More or less, right? So anyway. <laughs> so, so <laughs> more or less, all right? What did Reb Shlomo do? He said, instead of uh, Jews walking through the Arab villages and, and, and now like taking revenge or, or causing more terror and fear, which we had every legitimate reason to do as people that just came out of the ovens 20 years prior, he begged the, the agency back then to please fly out all of his hippies of the chevra that he had already in San Francisco and all of his chevra in the world to come and go from village to village with flower, with guitars and pray and sing with them and say, hey, we're, we're here, don't worry. We're ushering in a new, a new era of peace. He, be- they, he begged, he was on the phone with Menachem, he was very close to Menachem Begin. Nachim Begin wasn't prime minister then. But he was begging him. He was begging to, for the connections and everything. He says, now's the time. We're in the world. We're, in the, it's not just, we're not just a shtetl anymore. We're in the world. The whole world saw this. And we have all these cousins that are throughout the country. And they're walking around petrified that any Jew, not a chayal, any Jew walks down the street. Do you know how scared they were? Just like today, right? Hashem yeah. Yishmar. Do you know what they told Reb Shlomo? It's basically an answer he got quite often, because the more real you are, the more hard it is to believe that you're real. When we need a comedian, Shlomo, we know who to go to. Really worked out good for us, huh? Really worked out good for us. So on Purim, there's a moment again that the nace is not just about, I'm alone with God on Mount Sinai. I was in the heart of the world, Shushan Abira. The world, all eyes were on us. It was happening. Something big was happening. So again, in Shush, th- third line, in Shushan, there was never a time when Jews were so respected in a non-Jewish world. They had it made. They had the biggest jobs in the government. One of their own girls made it, and she's the top woman in the country. First lady. Esther Amalka, how far can you go? We never had it so good. And, at the same, and that same society was ready to turn around and kill all of us. And suddenly we realize that a Yidla is always a Yidla. 
And if the Goyim say that we're always a Yidla, then why don't I say that I'm always a Yidla? Sometimes we should listen to them. <laughs> there was some Yidlach in Germany who said, if I convert, I'll be a Goy. Here comes the Germans and say, listen, your grandmother was Jewish, there's nothing you can do about it. You gotta go into the gas chambers. I'm always a Yidla. But then I made myself a little bit higher. Why should I be an always Yidla in comparison to a non-Jew? Like, why does the non-Jew have to remind me that I'm always a Yidla? Why can't I, Mamish, be an always whole Yidla? Because of me, not because of them. If you'll be a Yidla anyway, then just be real. Be an always Yidla, not because a guy's reminding you that you're a Yidla, but by you reminding yourself that you're a Yidla, always. Sometimes people are friends with each other, but it's possible to stop being friends. It's possible. This is not Purim friends. Purim friends are the always friends. And to those always friends, you give an apple or an orange. Something sweet. Imagine I walk up to Baron Rothschild and I want to give him a gift. I got to give him something earth-shaking. He's not my always friend. My top always friends? I don't even have to give them a whole orange. On Purim, uh, this, yeah, this is where it came from. One slice of an orange is enough. L'chaim yidin, we should be always yidlach. This is the pnimius, pnimius of Purim. You want something to cry over during Purim? During, go into Purim with this. To, to go into it. Look around the room. Like, look around the table. Look around the Megillah reading. Look around your Seuda. Look around the singing, the dancing. Take it, take advantage of that the gates of that I don't need to impress you are available on Purim. And that's the biggest, that's really the beginning of Yetzirah Mitzrayim because in a month from tomorrow night is Seder. We're not even thinking about that because the first Geula, like the Gemara says, we're between Geula to Geula, right? Be'ez HaShem, starting from tonight. But can you imagine establishing a Kehillah of people that never feel the need to impress each other? Huh? Agansir. Yeah, it's just you know it's gonna be. It's like vinav. It's that. That's the whole Indian is that vinav fochu means that it'll be when 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 Mashiach comes, it'll be vinav fochu that the gansir freilach the whole year will mamish be like the vinav fochu of that one day, and this is what we're aiming towards. And be'ezrat Hashemit barach. We're gonna Hashem has been opening up gate after gate. We're meeting such great people. Such holy tzaddikim, left and right, and there's so much love in the air. And we have to, you know, Reb Shlomo said, how, do you, how does a Yidla walk through a gate that's open for him? Remember? He walks through it like this. He makes it wider while he walks through it. Mm-hmm. Like this is the gates of Purim we're walking into. This is where every gate we walk into, you know, it's more, it's not chutzpah. This is Hashem is waiting, <coughs> wants you to walk through gates like this with opening them wider and wider. To the holiest and most meaningful, meaningful, meaningful Yantiv Akadosh Purim. So, Be'ezah Hashem, we'll see you everyone tonight. And again, Chavra, tonight the Tish by Kohn, and by us tomorrow from 4:30 it's open. Be'ezah Hashem. Be'ezah Hashem, everyone.